here this morning. Um, before the message this morning, just a couple reminders. Uh, next week, next Sunday is the last Sunday to bring in stuff for the foster group home backpack drive for back to school stuff. So please don't forget about that. Go out there, look at the table out there for that. Woody still got some books for men. If you're interested, men, in the book that they went through for the men's retreat this year, there's still some of those out there as well. Uh, and then an announcement I failed to make a couple weeks ago, so I'm going to make it today. I remembered. Uh, any of you who are in the around, this is not hard and fast at the Oasis, so, you know, but around the 55 age group uh, and above, uh, we're going to have a meeting for those of you that are interested in being part of this group uh, that's trying to have some activities and fellowships every once in a while with each other. And here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to place the 55 and older group uh, as far as their meeting back there in that back section back there. Sorry, guys. You'll have to like clear out quickly. No, I'm just teasing. Uh, and the reason is because the worship team is going to be up here trying to practice for next week. The people counting the money are up here, and I don't want to disturb them. So let's have the meeting back there in that back section back there. Speaking of that, I want to say thank you to Pastor Chad for speaking last Sunday. Uh, appreciate, appreciate him and all that he does around here. Yeah. <laughs> Romans chapter, five, or chapter 6, excuse me, beginning at verse 12. Romans chapter 6. Beginning at verse 12, we're doing a series on Sunday mornings in the book of Romans. By the way, two weeks from this Tuesday, we start back up on Tuesday night. Just, just saying. So keep, keep Tuesday, July the 29th in the front of your minds. That's when we start our new series in the book of Acts. Going to have a big pizza party that night. You're going to see me just hopping all around the school campus because I'll be so excited to be back on Tuesday night. So, What I'd like to do this morning is read this passage. So just follow along if you want to in your Bibles as I begin reading in Romans chapter 6, beginning at verse 12. Paul says, Therefore do not let sin reign in your mortal body so that you obey its desires. And do not present your members to sin as instruments to be used for unrighteousness. But present yourselves to God as those who are alive from the dead and your members to God as instruments to be used for righteousness. For sin will have no mastery over you because you are not under law but under grace. What then? Shall we sin because we are not under law but under grace? Absolutely not. Do you not know that if you present yourselves as obedient slaves, you are slaves of the one you obey, either of sin resulting in death or obedience resulting in righteousness? But thanks be to God that through, though you were slaves to sin, you obeyed from the heart that pattern of teaching you were entrusted to. And having been freed from sin, you became enslaved to righteousness. I am speaking in human terms because of the weakness of your flesh. For just as you once presented your members as slaves to impurity and lawlessness leading to more lawlessness, so now present your members as slaves to righteousness leading to sanctification. 
For when we were slaves of sin, you were free with regard to righteousness. So what benefit did you then reap from those things that you are now ashamed of? For the end of those things is death. But now freed from sin and enslaved to God, you have your benefit leading to sanctification. And the end is eternal life. For the payoff of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus, our Lord. The book of Romans is a book that presents the Christian worldview. It is the one book of the Bible above all others that really teaches us what our perspective should be as followers of Jesus Christ. How should we think? How should we view life? How we should navigate life? And in this passage of Scripture today, one of the things that Paul is reminding us of is this. He says we've got to approach how we look at our daily life from a different perspective than the way many other people around us approach life and approach each day. Because Paul wants to teach us, I think, above all things, that it is the little things that we do consistently every day that really makes the difference. So you're going to hear me say this a lot today because I want it to sort of get ingrained, if you will, into our thinking. Because the book of Romans talks about the fact we've got to allow God and His Spirit to shape our thinking and our outlook and our mindset. And today, even in Christian circles, even in many churches today, it is not an emphasis on the daily slog of life and just being consistent in doing little things because there's not much, say, attractive about that. So what many Christians and ministries and churches do is always promote the next big thing just like the world does. And they always emphasize the big things that happen every once in a while rather than focusing on the little things that we do Every day, But Paul here, in this passage and many other passages we're going to look at today, is going to remind us of this. That it is not the big things that we do every once in a while, but the little things that we do consistently that really determine our spiritual destiny. Again, let me repeat that. Because that goes against, that cuts against the grain of the world that we live in today. And it's something that we've got to be like that fish swimming against the stream of what continues to come at us from all angles. Even again in Christian circles, that we've got to be different. It is not the big things that happen to us or that we choose. It is the little things that we do consistently that really determine our spiritual destiny and determine our walk with God. Let me show you this a little bit closely from this passage this morning. First of all, in verse 23, Paul uses the word payoff. 
He says the payoff of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. The word payoff there is a Greek word that talked about a soldier's daily ration or allowance. It was a military term. And Paul is saying that as a Christian even, I either choose death or life every day. Because death here in the book of Romans is normally not referring to the natural physical process of dying. That's not something any of us would choose to do. And that's not something we can really help not to choose to do. It's appointed unto us to die and lay aside these physical bodies. The word death here is a word that speaks about spiritual alienation and separation from God and our brothers and sisters in Christ. It is a word that speaks about the loss of all that makes life on earth worth living. It's that kind of a word. It's a word that could even describe one's own self-destruction. And so Paul is saying, look, little by little, every day, the choices, the little choices that we make every day, either we are choosing to experience life. And again, remember in the book of Romans, as well as throughout the New Testament, life usually refers to that higher quality of life, that fulfilling, satisfying, abundant life that only comes through Jesus Christ. And choosing him every day above all these other things we could choose. And so Paul is saying, little by little, I'm either dying, if you will, every day, or I'm experiencing life every day. And it doesn't come down to the big things. It comes down to the little things every day that we do consistently. In fact, notice... Many times in this passage, or a couple times in this passage, Paul uses the word benefit. He uses it in verse 21, but then I want to direct your attention to the way he uses it in verse 22. He says, but now freed from sin and enslaved to God, because Paul now is building on the truth that he's already presented to us, that we have a new position with God if we're a believer in Jesus Christ. In fact, Paul said it this way to the Colossians in Colossians 1 verse 13. He says, God has delivered us from the kingdom or power of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of his son, Jesus Christ. We have a new position. But just because we are in a new position doesn't mean necessarily that that, that new position is sort of being practically fleshed out every day. That comes back to what Paul's talking about Now, in this passage of scripture, I can be in that new position with God and yet still practically speaking, be experiencing more death, if you will, than life based upon, again, the little things that I do consistently in my life. So again, back to the word benefit, the word benefit here speaks about the product produced by one's consistent choices. Think about it. The product produced by one's consistent choices. That's the benefit. Again, not the big things. The little things that we do consistently. And then, if you notice in verse 17, he talks about the fact that You obeyed from the heart that pattern of teaching you were entrusted to. 
The word pattern is an interesting word too. It means the print formed by an impression repeatedly. Again, it's not not a one and done. It is that there's an impression made through repetition, through consistency. I know I'm going to date myself, and some of you in here aren't even going to know what I'm talking about, or you've never seen one. But I think about the old typewriter. And you'd sit there and you could click on that same key and that key would fly up and it would continue to make an impression. Obviously, the more you tapped on that key, the darker it got. That's what Paul's talking about here. It was literally, in his day, they would use it to maybe mark certain things. And it wasn't, it wasn't an impression that was made from one giant stroke of something or hammer of something, and that was it. It was an impression made over time, repeatedly, over and over and over and over again. And so Paul here is saying, that's how you and I really will experience the life that God has for us. Not in by looking like many Christians do for the next big experience, the next big thing, Always getting this experience done and then waiting for the next big thing to come along. No, Paul says it's by doing the little things that we should be doing as followers of Jesus Christ consistently every day that really will determine where we end up. So a question that we need to ask ourselves right now is, how would we characterize that walk Spiritually, would we say, well, right now it's very consistent? Or would we say it's somewhat consistent? Or would we say inconsistent? And especially for those of you right now that would say, well, my spiritual walk with God is pretty either inconsistent or somewhat consistent, I want to encourage you today. Because I'm hoping. And well, I know that the Holy Spirit is going to take this message and he's going to to just, you know, find exactly where each of us are individually and he's going to fashion it just for us. And what he's wanting to do is to encourage us to just begin to do something in our life spiritually on a more consistent basis. That's where he's going to be at with us today. There's a lot of things he could talk to us about, but today, based upon this passage of scripture, what he's going to try to do is encourage us to just be more consistent with the little things every day. And then we have to even boil that down to where does that start? Is that I just need to pray more consistently? Do I need to be in the word more consistently? Do I need to be more consistent and faithful in being around my brothers and sisters in Christ, where is my lack of consistency really showing up and why I'm not really experiencing the life that God has for me? Where's that major inconsistency coming from? Because the message of the Word of God is, it is not in the big things that happen every so often, but it's in the little things that I do consistently that really make a difference in the way my life goes with God. 
That's what God wants us to really get today and grab a hold of. And let me, beginning in the Old Testament, keep your finger in Romans. We are going to come back there. I want you to go all the way back to the book of Deuteronomy, the fifth book of the Bible. And I want you to go to Deuteronomy chapter 6. I'm going to take a quick tour through the Bible. And I want us to see today where God reemphasizes this whole idea of consistency. Now, note in this passage of Scripture, I just want to read a couple verses, actually. Deuteronomy 6, verse 6 and 7, that specifically here, God is talking to parents. And He's telling parents, He's teaching parents in a sense. Here's how you make a positive impression, if you will, on your children. And what God is trying to get parents to see is, it's not going to be in the big things that happen every once in a while that's really going to make a difference in the trajectory of your child's life. It's going to be the things that you do every day, the little things that you do consistently as a parent that really makes the impression that sticks, that lasts. Because notice what he says to parents. In verse 6 of Deuteronomy 6. These words I am commanding you today must be kept in mind. And you must teach them to your children. How do I do that? How do I make an impression on them? Notice. Speak of them as you sit in your house. Speak of them as you walk along the road. Speak of them as you lie down and as you get up. In other words, he's saying... It's not just those every once in a while teachable moments... Where as a parent, you sit your children down and go, okay, now here's the big instruction. No, he says it's just over and over and over consistency everywhere you're at. You're just daily being consistent in the little things of fleshing out God's word and God's truth to them. And that is over time what makes the impression. See, God's word teaches us The cumulative effect, the power, if you will, of the cumulative effect. Again, this is not popular today, even in churches, because Christians today want to go from point A spiritually all the way up to point M spiritually. They want to jump and make these huge leaps. And God's way has always been, it's little by little, step by step. It's just being consistent over time. And what happens is then in months and years of doing that, it accumulates. And all of a sudden, you're way further down the road just by being consistent every day than trying to find those big limbs out there to leap on every once in a while. And that's what he's saying here. Then go to the Gospel of Matthew. The Gospel of Matthew. And also go to chapter 6. Notice, first of all, in verse 11 of chapter 6, where he's teaching his disciples how to pray. Jesus says, give us today our what? Daily bread. 
Jesus is saying, I've got to go to God daily. I've got to learn. It's the consistency of going to God daily that makes a difference. You see, over time, that's what I need to build into my life. And then notice over in chapter 6, the very last verse, verse 34. He says, so then after all he's taught, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Today has enough trouble of its own. A lot in that verse, we could take a whole Sunday and teach just on that verse. But here's the one point I want to make from that verse. Jesus here is saying, if you and I want to get the most out of our day to day with him, then we can't be distracted by tomorrow. I've got to get, and and look, we obviously know the Bible, God is not against planning, he's not against preparation, but what he is teaching is too often as human beings and even as followers of Jesus Christ, we are so distracted, by the way, that's what the word worry really means, to be divided or distracted, he says you're so divided and distracted by what's going to come that you're not getting out of today what you could. Again, going back to that importance of just focusing on today. We are so caught up in a society and a world, and again, even in churches today, where it's always looking past today for what else is coming, and we really then don't get an opportunity to soak up everything God has for us today. So God is saying, slow down. Don't be thinking about tomorrow. Take today. And just focus on today and learn to do that and learn to just be consistent today with what you need to do. Then when we get tomorrow, that's a whole nother day. And then we'll focus, refocus again. In other words, Paul is saying, Jesus is teaching. It's got to be an everyday thing. Unlike again, it can't be just weekly or monthly where like many Christians believe they just sort of come to church you know, get, get what they need to somehow take them for a whole week. The Bible says, no, that, that kind of approach to the Christian life isn't going to work. Notice in the book of Acts. Turn to the book of Acts with me to Acts chapter 2. This is a concept, and again, as we go through the book of Acts, we're going to see how foreign this is now to this day and age type of church. In chapter 2, verse 46, notice what he says about the early church. Every month they can... Oh, no, wait a minute. It doesn't say every month. Okay, every week they can... No, it doesn't say every week, does it? What's it say? Every day they continue to gather together by common consent in the temple courts, breaking bread from house to house, sharing their food with glad and humble hearts, praising God, having the goodwill of all the people. And the Lord was adding to their number every month. No. Every week. No. Every day. Because, see, the early Christians got this concept that's been lost over the centuries. That it is not the big things that happen every once in a while in our life that really makes a difference. It's what we do consistently every day that makes the difference. And the early church had that everyday mindset. 
That's what made the difference. What they were doing every day. See, today, Christians are like, well, I go pretty consistently to church. I, I get around my brothers and sisters in Christ every week or at least every couple of weeks. But see, that wasn't enough. Because if we somehow think that just like with our relationship with God, God, I can just check in with you every once in a while when I'm really struggling, like that's really going to ever really get traction in my life and, and take me down the road, we're being deceived. We're caught up in the same mindset that the world has. Always looking for the next new thing to come instead of just being consistent every day. Every day. And then finally, turn to the book of Hebrews. And then we'll get back to Romans for a few minutes and wrap this up. Notice in Hebrews chapter 3, verse 13, what the writer of Hebrews encourages Christians to do. In Hebrews 3.13, the author of Hebrews says, Exhort one another each day. As long as it is called today, that none of you may become hardened by sin's deception. And notice there, again, this is not part of the message necessarily, but the author of Hebrews is saying, for Christians, we can start to become hardened in a day. Did you notice that? So Christians, again, who think that I'm just, every once in a while... It's okay for me to continue to live inconsistently and to just focus on what's that next big experience? What's that next big thing that I can grab a hold of and then somehow that thing's going to get me to the next big thing are totally missing what the Word of God teaches from Genesis all the way through Revelation. We could have went to so many other passages. And that's exactly what Paul then, if we go back to Romans chapter 6, is reminding us of here. He's saying, look, when he uses words like benefit, payoff, pattern of teaching, he's saying, he's reminding us, it's the little things we do consistently. That's what makes the difference. Of whether we will experience life, or whether in some way spiritually we'll die every day a little bit more. We'll feel a little bit more alienated from God and others. A little bit more separated from God and others every day. That's what being inconsistent does. We'll begin to lose the opportunities that we could have because of our inconsistency. That's why the Bible, that's why God prizes faithfulness so much. Because first of all, anybody can be faithful. And Paul is saying when the church looks for people to get involved and be in leadership and all of that, the number one thing is look for faithful people. People who can just be consistent. Who you can count on. Who are reliable. Who are dependable. Because they get it. That it's the idea of not something big, but just that I'm, I'm putting myself in that place over and over and over again. And the cumulative effect of that is going to have a much bigger impact on me than just looking for the next big thing. So in this passage, 
There's three things I want to leave with you this morning that we can all do on a daily basis in our relationship with God. First of all, you'll notice beginning in verse 12 of chapter 6 that many times Paul uses in this passage the word present. He first uses it in verse 13, do not present your members to sin, but then he says, but present yourselves to God. Then on down in verse 16, he uses it again, present yourselves as obedient slaves. So over and over again, he uses the word present. Here's what the word means. It means to come near or be beside or to place at one's disposal. So in other words, something that you and I can do every day and should do every day with God is this. We should literally present ourselves to God every day and say, God, is there something you want me to do today? Because Paul is saying that that's one of the things that we can do consistently. And again, notice Paul's saying, look, it's not a matter of initially that first sort of presentation to God. When we first maybe get saved or when sometime in our Christian life, we sort of get serious finally about our faith and we rededicate ourselves and we sort of say, okay, God, my, my life is now yours. It's in your hands. You do with me what you want. No, Paul's saying that's good. We all need those again times in our life that are defining, but Paul says the thing that's really going to make the difference is when you and I adopt the mindset that every day we've got to present ourselves to God. Because last day's presentation doesn't make up for this day's presentation. So Paul says because we're human and it's so easy for us to to get distracted even within a 24-hour period, Paul says we've got to adopt this mindset. I've got to wake up every day and say, God, I'm yours again today. I present myself to you one more day. I I give you me, and, and here I am. Is there something you want me to do today? Not tomorrow, not next week, because God will... Show us that tomorrow or next week or next month. But today, what do you want me to do today? And then another word he uses throughout this passage is the word obey. Again, he talks about it in verse 12, obey its desires. He talks about it uh, down in verse 17, about obeying from the heart. Over and over again, he uses this word. And here's what the word obey means. Unlike do, which we've just talked about, the word obey in the Greek language means to give careful attention to, to to listen carefully, to hearken. Because obviously, if I'm not really listening, then I'm not really going to carry out what's been said. Isn't that why our parents sometimes say to us, Did you listen to me? Or maybe wives to their husbands. Did you hear what I said? Yeah, honey, I did. Not really. See, the importance of carrying out something means, first of all, we got to listen. I mean, really listen. Hearken. Pay careful attention to. And we need to do that every day. So every day we need to get up and present ourselves to God. That's what he's teaching here. 
Not a one and done presentation, but an everyday presentation. God, what do you want me to do today? Secondly, I need to go to God every day and say, God, what do you want me to hear today? What do you want me to hear today? What what do I need to pay attention to today? That's what the word obey means. And then, in verse 16, or excuse me, in verse 17, he talks again about us obeying from the heart this pattern of teaching you were entrusted to. Again, that's not just every once in a while coming in and being taught. That is every day, over and over and over again, having the impression imprinted on me because of repetition. And so every day, we have an opportunity to get up every day and come to God and say, God, What do you want me to learn today? That's what teaching implies. I'm learning something. And God would say, Jeff, every day you could learn something. If you're willing to, instead of being distracted by tomorrow, or next week, or next month, or looking for that next big thing to come along... If you would just be able to singly-minded focus on today, oh, there's so much you could get out of today before tomorrow ever comes. Because I'll have something, Jeff, for you to do every day. I'll have something, Jeff, for you to hear, to listen to, to pay attention to every day. And I'll have something for you to learn every day. In fact, That verse we saw in Matthew 6, where Jesus was teaching his followers about don't get distracted by tomorrow. If you remember the context of that, that very famous verse that we like to quote a lot was right before that verse. And it's the verse where Jesus is teaching people to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and then all those other things will be added to us. That's the verse right before that. And the word seek there in the Greek language means to have a single-minded focus. See, Jesus is teaching us the same thing. Part of our problem is we're not singly-minded and focused on today enough Because we've gotten caught up in tomorrow already. And looking for something big to come along that's going to launch us from where we are now spiritually to all the way over there. And God keeps bringing us back again to the same thing, hoping that somewhere along the line we get it. That somewhere along the line, the light bulb goes on and we stop trying to keep reaching and grabbing a hold of the big things that's only going to come along every once in a while in our life and to realize that the real fulfillment and satisfaction that God has for us is the little things that we do consistently every day. Now, hey, I realize it. There are days where that's not necessarily like exciting. But God is saying, but it's the most beneficial. It's what's going to make the biggest difference in your life. 
I realize it. Our life sometimes is just that daily slogging through the day. And sometimes we get to the end of that 24-hour period and we go, what did that day accomplish? But I fear, because many of us, even as Christians, because of the times in which we live, always are looking for the next big or something big, that we miss out on the fact that maybe today was special. Simply because I was consistent again in those little things that I know I need to be doing with God every day. I did wake up today and ask God, God, what do you want me to do today? I did get up today and I did say to God, God, what do you want me to hear today? What do you want me to pay attention to? What do you want me to listen to today or listen for today? And then finally, God, I got up today and I said, what do I need to learn today, God? Show me. What can I learn? And God is going to say to each of us, when we approach every day that way, you might not see some big dramatic change in the next week, in the next month, or even the next couple months. But God guarantees that if you stick with it, see, that's the hard part, isn't it? If we just sustain it and stick with it over time, that years from now, the fruit that will come from that is more than we could ever imagine. And that's what God wants us to get today out of this passage of Scripture. It's not the big things that happen every so often, but the little things we do consistently that will determine our spiritual destiny. If you're here today and you would characterize your Christian life right now as pretty inconsistent, I want to encourage you. Guess what? That can change today. Today, you and I can begin to make choices even today because we still got a lot of today left. And then don't, don't start focusing on tomorrow yet. But when you get up tomorrow morning, God, today's a new day. Here I am, Lord. What do you want me to do today? What do you want me to pay attention to today? What do you want me to learn today? And get out of each day what God has for each of us. Let's pray. Father, I pray for all of us. Because, Lord, it's so hard to live in a world that looks at things so different from the way we are supposed to look at things as followers of Jesus Christ that we can get so easily caught up in the mindset, the perspective that the rest of the world has. Who, after one experience, just starts looking for that next experience. 
after one bit of technology comes out and is created, then it's, what's the next thing that's going to come out? Our attention span as human beings keeps getting shorter and shorter and shorter. It's hard for us to stick with things very long. It's why for many even Christians, nothing in their life really lasts or is sustained over the long haul. It's jumping from one thing to another. But God, I pray today that you will solidify in our minds and encourage us with the fact that we don't have to keep looking for something big to come along. Those things count, and those things matter, and they can be very significant. But over the years of our life, the things that really matter are the little things done consistently. God, help us to see that like we never have before, and help us, Lord, to be committed to just being consistent more in what we know we need to do. Help us, Lord, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. We're going to end with two songs today rather than one, so I'm going to invite you all to stand. The first song we're going to sing talks about needing God so desperately every hour. What an appropriate song. And then the second one is about surrendering to God When God speaks to us, He expects a response. And instead of us rushing through a response, I don't even expect that for many of us, the response is going to just be two songs worth. It might be something that we have to work through for the rest of today or even through the rest of this coming week. But it can start right now. So let's not rush God and rush through this to get to guess what? The next thing, whatever that is, let's focus on these next couple minutes together and let's soak it up and wring out of it everything we can with God for these next few moments. Let's sing unto the Lord.